Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? If you want natural productive flow and higher levels of success without all that struggle and self-judgment, this podcast is for you. Now, let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Productive Flow. And uh, I'm solo today. I wanted to to talk to you guys about something that I'm seeing. I'm seeing this come up a lot um, with with clients, um, in in my kids, in myself, in um, members of our group. Just I'm seeing this come up a lot. Okay, and so I wanted to make sure that uh, that I address it and that I'm giving you guys some some thoughts on uh, the topic of strengths and weaknesses and our fears and our stories and just all the things that we we feel like are either going to move us forward or hold us back. Okay. So um, one of the things is that I, I've noticed is that uh, when it comes to strengths and weaknesses, let's just start there. Okay. So strengths and weaknesses, a lot of the things that as a child, when you act out, when you misbehave, right? Um, we think of those things as being our weaknesses. And in reality, those things are actually what become our strengths. But because we see them as weaknesses, it holds us back because we have a story built around it. Okay. So I'm going to give you some examples of this. So like my, my eight-year-old Zane, he is very high energy. He is always, always talking, like nonstop talking, this child. Um, he is, he always wants to tell me everything about everything. And he's very detailed in his storytelling. So it takes a long time for him to get a story out. And he is, um, he's very high energy. And he's always running around and he's like, parkour this, parkour that. (laughs) He's like, you know, rolling and tumbling and pretending he's got a machine gun in his hands the whole time, you know? And, uh, and, and we, we tell him, be quiet. We tell him, don't run. We tell him, is this going to be a long story? (laughs) I have something else that I'm working on right now. And while I'd love to hear your story, can you tell me a little bit later? And and so we have to be very conscientious, my husband and I, around how we frame these things that Zane does that we're like, like kills our nervous system. We have to be very conscientious about how we talk to him about these things, because I don't want him to build stories up around these things to where when he's an adult that he thinks there's something wrong with these things or with him because of these natural tendencies, right? So I'll show you some of these these things that we're looking at, like with Zane right here as an example, um, that are actually strengths, okay? So him being a very good storyteller and being a very detailed storyteller and wanting to talk all the time, all the time. Okay. So when I was a kid, I had that same thing. 
exactly the same. And my mom would, the way she framed it for me was that I talked too much. Um, I used too much description and it took me forever to tell a story and she didn't have time to listen to it. And so it made me feel like, Hmm, maybe, maybe I shouldn't tell her everything. Maybe I shouldn't tell anybody everything. Maybe I'm boring. Maybe, um, me talking is, is not good. Right. Um, but then as I got older and, and I'll tell you that, uh, that really quieted my voice considerably. And as a, you know, teenager and into my twenties, I was not very outspoken. I was very shy, very shy around people and had a lot of anxiety around speaking. And, uh, now, and so this started really in my thirties. Um, and, and, you know, I'm almost 48 now. So in my thirties and forties where I was able to really start to come to terms with, I had a voice and the fact that I was a storyteller was actually something that was a really strong, um, ability that I had that a lot of people didn't naturally have that I could get up on a stage in front of hundreds, thousands of people and speak and not be afraid to be able to talk to them as if I was talking to one person and I didn't have to learn to do that. I was just able to do it, you know, and that I could write and I could really express myself in my writing. And, and I, I don't know if you guys know this about me or not, but I wrote a novel, um, 2004, 2005, and I, I get ideas for books constantly and I have them all like in a notebook. <laughs> so it's something that I intend on doing more of at some point. And I've done very well with blog writing and copywriting and articles for magazines and, and all sorts of things, right? And it's, it's, it is my voice that is a very strong part of me, right? It's a very big part of what I do. It's part of this podcast, right? Is me using my voice, uh, me coaching, me teaching, me training. The fact that I can break stories down and get to the details, to be more detailed, it's, it's something that I use because I'm able to analyze things from different perspectives. And so as a kid, I was using those, those analyzation skills to tell my story from like, five different perspectives, you know, and that's why it would take so long. And my mom would get so frustrated and Zane does the same thing. But see, I can see it now that it was my ability to see things from so many different angles. And that's what makes me such an amazing coach. It's what allows me to take different bits and pieces of, of input that I receive along the way and then hear what a client is saying and to be able to break it down, turn it, twist it, show them it what they're saying in a different way from a different perspective that they can connect to and, and then help them move forward. Right. So, um, talking too much, all of that, that's a strength. It's a strength. It's not a weakness. And if you really look at the overall strengths that you have, 
right? You start to see a pattern and you start to see that pattern emerge and you start to see, this is what I'm really led to. This is what I'm really drawn to, right? So like me, I'm, I'm really drawn to research and study and, and then teaching and writing. So it's like I'm, I'm pulling everything in through my, my filter and then it comes out through my filter and becomes something new, something different, something that is, um, relatable to people who, who speak my language, basically, (laughs) (laughs) metaphorically speaking. So. I just, I want to help you guys understand this, that strengths and weaknesses are often the things that we thought of as weaknesses as kids. Okay. The things that our parents often looked at us and thought this was a problem. Right. I've told you guys before, um, my mother always told me that my emotions were a weakness and that the fact that I was so emotional that I cried all the time was a weakness. And that she was strong, emotionally strong, because she didn't cry. And so it took me a really long time to uncover that that was actually the opposite. And that the fact that I was willing to always face my emotions and work through them was an emotional strength, considerable emotional strength that a lot of people, again, don't have. And so I just was just like this from the get-go. And... So now it's like, I, I can use my emotions in so many different ways, right? I use them in my own life. I also use them to help my kids. I use them to help friends, family, and it's, it's what drives me forward in my, my coaching business, what makes me an amazing coach, right? So I think that, um, what I want you guys to do today is I want you to really look at what are the things and, and maybe write this down, like a, do a two column list, right? So put on the left, like everything that you see as a weakness about yourself and that somebody maybe along the line has told you is a weakness. Okay. And then on the other column, I want you to write next to it, how that can actually be a strength. How can it be a strength? Okay. So I'll give you another example. When I was in, in school, um, I hated everything to do with school from elementary, middle school, high school. I hated it all. Couldn't stand it. And there was a very, very specific reason why. And it was because I had a hard time being around large groups of people because I had a lot of social anxiety from the shyness that was kicked off by some of the things my my parents had started saying about what my weaknesses were. So I had created stories around what that meant I was and what that meant about how other people perceived me, right? And so I'd have these stories and then I felt like well, everybody's judging me. Nobody likes me. I'm boring. I'm, um, I'm awkward. You know, I'm weird and all this stuff, right? That I'd heard. And so, and then I would take that and, and create this and say, okay, this is how people see me. And then therefore I would be uncomfortable and, and socially awkward <laughs> around people. And so I didn't like to be around large groups of people like that. And then my parents moved us quite a bit. Um, so I was in a lot of different schools. So I was always the new kid. So that just made it that much harder. And, and then there was, um, 
the fact that they would teach things in a way that was not my learning style. So I do very well if you give me a book and say, read this and absorb it and I'll talk to you about it later. I, I'm I'm there 100% <laughs> as long as I'm interested in the material because if I'm not, I'm just not, right? I can't study and learn and absorb things that I have no interest in. I can read it, but I'm reading it with zero absorption, okay? Um, so in school, they don't teach that way. They teach audibly. You know, they're at the front of the classroom and they're, they're talking and audible learning is not how I learn. I don't even do audible books. I've tried. It doesn't work for me. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's the same thing with podcasts. I, I love being on podcasts. I love having a podcast, but listening to podcasts is not how I learn. If I see somebody that I think, oh, this person's interesting, I'll go get their book and then I'll read their book. Because to me, that's, that's how I learn is, is by reading, absorbing it and, and practicing it in my own way. And so with school, they don't teach that way. So I had a hard time learning the way that they teach. And so I would always take whatever they did and I'd have to just sit there in, in class and, and basically my mind would wander and I'd daydream and drift off and uh, don't call me for a question because I would not have the answer, would not even know where you were. <laughs> but if... um and when it was all done, I would go home with the book and I would study it and I'd be like, oh, okay, I got this. And, and then I would be fine. Right. But there were things like, like, like math that just didn't interest me or like earth space science didn't interest me, but like life sciences and biology really did. Um, history really interested me. English really interested me as long as the stories they were asking us to read were something I could do. Um, in 11th grade, they had us read some stories. I remember that I was just like, they felt very triggering and I didn't have that word back then, but now I know that that's what the feeling was. And uh, I would read these stories and I'm like, I can't read this. It's giving me nightmares. Like this is making me feel sick to my stomach. I, I can't read this. And then I would just shut down and not do the assignment at all. So <clears throat> I can look back on that and say, well, these are weaknesses. And I can also look back on that and say, no, you just have a very specific learning style and you are a lifelong learner. You study and research all the time. You go into depth, deep, deep depths um, on, on topics that, that interest you, that drive your passion. And then not only that, but you you utilize that information to create new theories, new new systems, new processes that then you go out and teach. Like this is what I do, right? So again, I, I barely graduated high school and my teachers were always pulling me aside. Why don't you apply yourself? What's wrong with you? What is the problem? You know, you're so smart. Why don't you do the work? And and they didn't get it. They didn't get it. And at the time, I just, I didn't get it either. So the story became, well, I don't learn well, or, you know, I don't, I don't study hard enough, or I really don't care. Um, there were a lot of stories I created around that. Um, and so I'll tell you, like, it, I became very successful very early on in my career because I would always jump into the things that I was passionate about. 
Okay. So real estate investment, you know, I owned four homes and had three of them as rentals and was living in the fourth by the time I was 22 years old. Okay. Like that's a big deal. Most people don't do stuff like that. Um, I was a, a real estate agent and, and working in real estate sales and, and hardly working and, and making close to six figures when I was in my early twenties, early twenties. And, and, then from there, it was just like, I, I built up this marketing business for real estate agents. And then I was consulting and then I was speaking on stages and then I was working with companies overseas and helping them, you know, shift their products and services in a way that it would appeal to the U.S. market, helping them get set up in the U.S. market. I mean, there were so many things that I did in, in my twenties and, and then into my thirties that I think I, I, was able to develop a career that spanned the globe very early on. But here's the thing that I didn't do, okay, that I didn't do was, you know, I didn't really take full advantage of any of the opportunities that were presented to me because I was always shifting from one thing to the next because there was always, there were always these stories, right? These stories that would hold me back, these fears, and so some of the stories were, I can't keep money. I'm not good with money. I don't manage money well. That was a big story, big, big story that held me back. And it was because my mother had told me, this is who I, who I was, right? This is who you are. And, and it was because I didn't do things the way she did them. And I was willing to take risks and do things that she would not do. And I, uh, very often, um, very early on, even though she had built a career over years and years, I exceeded her income when I was in my twenties and that felt wrong to me somehow. How can I earn more than both of my parents combined when I'm just out of school? How can I do that? So it's like, um, and you have these little blocks, right? These walls. And you're like, oh, I, I can't go past that wall. There's the, the limit right here. And I'm not allowed to go past that. And and um, I I started to, and then I would hold myself back. And I wouldn't do it consciously. It wasn't something where I'm like, oh, here's that wall. Okay, don't go past the wall. You've hit your limit. No, it's not like that. It would show up as self-sabotage. It would show up as me saying, oh, well, this isn't working. I'm going to go do this instead. When it was working and it was just, I had to take it farther and farther to see it become really successful. Want to learn more about productive flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group. And so um, I look at my, my life now, and it's so different. And the reason that it's so different is because I was able to see these stories for what they are, see my so-called weaknesses as strengths and not be held back by these invisible barriers anymore, you know, and, um, 
you know, my husband and I, we, he earns more than both of my parents combined, um, well more than they ever did. Um, I also do, you know, um, well more than either of my parents combined. Um, and we have a lifestyle that is beautiful. It's amazing. We have a bond with each other that I, I can't, I can't describe, but it's, it's like we fully support each other in everything, everything in, in our own personal growth and our own personal interests. And even if those interests don't align, we still support each other in them and in doing them. And, um, I mean, I have a, a amazing coaching business independently. I have a, an additional income stream coming from my coaching business that I have, um, with, with three other amazing women. Um, I have uh, downlines with EXP Realty and doTERRA, um, and Scout and Seller. So doTERRA's essential oils and, and like clean products and things like I, I brush my tooth, my, my tooth, my teeth with, <laughs> with doTERRA toothpaste, right? I use doTERRA dish soap and laundry soap and stuff. Um, and then Scout and Cellar is the clean craft of wine and coffee. Uh, it's almost coffee. They're going to have coffee coming out in October and olive oils and things like that. Um, EXP, of course, is real estate and, and bringing agents in and, and, uh, and now I'm getting ready to launch a, a magazine franchise, uh, in mid Georgia. And so it's like, I have so many different streams of income coming in and I'm building programs around each one because I'm taking my strengths, right. In, in coaching and, and, um, study research and, and teaching. And I'm bringing that into each individual business aspect. And so I'm, I'm taking my strengths and I'm spreading them out, right? I'm spreading them out. And I do this, I do all of this in a way that I'm still able to homeschool my kid. I'm able to work from home. Um, I'm able to sit here in my living room and I've got my dogs here on the sofa side of me and um i can sit here in my t-shirt and my leggings you know and just be relaxed um i i I read a book over the last two days uh, and it was a book that i've read before but i felt like there was so much that um i has happened to me in just in the six months since i last read it i wanted to read it again because i knew i could I could get more from it. And I did. Um, and it only took me two days to read it. You know, we have this amazing RV where we get to go camping and we, we have an ownership interest in our campground that we, we go to. And, um, you know, we get to do that. We drive, we have three cars that we drive that are our dream cars. Um, every one of them. And, uh, you know, we, we bought a boat before and then we sold it. And now we're, we're like, you know, kind of feeling the boat thing again, you know? And, and so we're, we're like kind of keeping our eye out and we're waiting for the off season um, because the boats are always cheaper in the off season, but we're like, yeah, let's buy another boat, you know? 
And um, we love that because we like to go out on the water and and spend the weekend, you know, not, um, we don't do like the, like a ski boat or anything like that. We have like a, a boat that's like, you can go inside and, and you could sleep in it. There's a kitchen and a bathroom, that kind of boat. Um, that's what we had and, and we loved it, but it was just, um, it, it was an older boat and we thought, well, let's try the RV thing. So we sold the boat, got the RV and, uh, yeah, but we're, we have the RV and we love it. We absolutely love it. And now we, also like, yeah, let's do the boat thing again, but let's do it differently. Let's get a, a, a newer boat. <laughs> that doesn't have so many problems. And uh, let's have fun with that. And so, um, you know, it's like we get to live this life. We do. We get to live this life because we stopped letting fears hold us back. We stopped letting the stories get in our way so that we self-sabotaged our success. And you know, it's interesting. Um, my producer for this podcast, actually, um, he, uh, we were having a conversation, uh, Matt and I we were having a conversation last week and he, we were talking about coaching and he was saying how he was talking to a, like a really, you know, well-known coach and that, that, um, that person had said that, you know, there's always a, a limit to how long you have a client because your clients are going to, need to withdraw um, after going through intense activity. So it's like they say, okay, I'm going to double my business. So they go through this intense like uh, business sprint, right? And then it drops off. So they, it's like they they can't continue to work with you because they, they have to like recover from the sprint, right? And I was like, really? And he goes, yes, yeah, like every coach. And I'm like, I've actually never had that happen in 20 years. <laughs> it's not happened to me. And I said, I think it's because, and I was, I was, I hadn't realized it, you know, because nobody's ever told this, told me this before in that way. And um, I said, you know, I don't get my clients to sprint. I get my clients to create a balance in their lives where they never have to sprint but they, they get to their goals, just like I've gotten to my goals and I'm, I'm creating new ones all the time because I'm like, okay, done, been there, done that, right? We <laughs> create new ones. And so, um, it's, it's realizing that you can create balance in your life. Yeah. You can double your business income, but that doesn't have to be a sprint. It doesn't have to mean late nights and working weekends and, and burning yourself out to where you have to stop. Because when you, when you create sprints like that and you stop, you, you, you withdraw and then you go backwards because it's not sustainable, you know? And that's one of the things that I found, um, is another thing that I've been seen as a weakness by, by people who raised me, um, some parents, teachers, things like this, um, as opposed to what I see now as a strength and, and something that I teach is, you know, creating that, that real true balance, sustainable growth with balance. Right. And so it's like, you guys know, I, I work like a 45 hour work month. Okay. Cause I work nine to two, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, and only the first three weeks of the month. And uh, when I was a kid, my mom always said I was lazy. <laughs> you know, you're lazy. You don't do enough. And she could not sit still. She's still like, she cannot sit still. She's got to be up and moving all the time. And I'm not like that. Like I want to curl up with a book and lay there all day. <laughs> and, um, 
So uh, I found that for me, I had to figure out, well, how can I get everything done that I want to get done and, and still have all this time to myself? Because I need a lot of me time. And raising five kids, I really had to figure that out. <laughs> Raising five kids and me time don't sound like they go together, but I was able to do it. I was totally able to do it because I created systems to allow me to do it and create balance while doing it. And it's the same thing that I did in my business. It's like you create systems, you set things up and, and then they're running. And when they're running, then you can step away. And, uh, you know, that's what I did. And so, um, I realized though, recently because I've been on a 45 hour work month for a couple of years now, longer than that, I think like four years. And, um, I, I'm a little bored. (laughs) So, um, it's not something that I thought I would ever say, but, um, I am finding that I am a little bored and that I want to do more. Right. Now, I don't want to get myself into a space where I feel like I'm, I'm working too much or that I can't return to my 45 hour work month. And so, um, uh, what I've done is I, I added this, this magazine that I'm really excited about. Um, and I'll tell you guys more about that later. It's, I'm just getting started. I haven't even launched it yet, but, um, it's a franchise. So it's something that's already out in lots of different markets. And uh, when I tell you about it, you'll be like, okay, I heard of that. Um, <laughs> so, um, but it's very exciting. I'm very excited to be part of it. And it is going to require me to work more than I have been. Um, but that's good because that's what I want right now. Right. That's what I want because I have everything else up and running. And, um, so it's exciting to be starting on a new project, and, but it's something that it's like, I'm, I'm going after using my time differently. Um, because I feel like I've, I've had a lot of me time for years and, and now I want to go out and do more to help and serve other people. Right. So again, it's just finding your balance and figuring out what it is that you want, because there's always a way to create it. There's always a way to create it. Yes, you can have five kids and have me time. Yes, you can be, you know, the founder and CEO of a massive company and still find time for yourself and your family and not have to work very hard. Like you can do all of that. It's just a matter of setting up the systems to do it. And you know, and if you're sitting here thinking, well, I'm not that person yet, but I'd like to be, um, you know, you can have the life that you want, basically, you know, have the life that you want. You just have to really dig into the fact that it's possible and that the weaknesses that people told you that you had, their strengths, somehow their strengths, because they're part of you. They're part of who you are. And there is no part of you, okay? And if you're watching this on YouTube, I want you to look at my face in my eyes as I say this. And I want you to go look in the mirror, look in your own eyes as you repeat it. There is no part of you that is a mistake. Not one. There is no part of you that is a mistake. Every part of you is meant to be there. Every part of you is meant to be there. Okay. And go say that to yourself in the mirror. Thanks for listening, you guys.
and uh, we are um, in our group. We are doing a virtual retreat. Uh, it's going to be next week, which uh, I don't know if you'll get this in time or not, but it's going to be August 29th to September 2nd. We're going to be doing it Monday through Friday, and uh, it's going to be pretty amazing. We're going to be blasting through the fears, the stories, um, really understanding what they are, where they came from. A lot of the work that I've been doing lately has been um, increased substantially because of, and when I say the work, I'm not talking about my hours worked or anything like I was before. I'm talking about the um, understanding of who I am and and why and, and like understanding these strengths and weaknesses and, and seeing the contrast. Um, it's been coming from the work that, that we've been doing in this group. So, um, it's a free retreat. You're welcome to join us. And if you're seeing this and it's like, oh, well, that already happened. Um, we're going to have it all on a, on a replay. So you can go to journeyalchemistcollective.com and, uh, you'll find a link there somewhere. It's not there yet, but it will be. So <laughs> I can't tell you exactly where to go, but there will be a replay, um, of the entire virtual retreat. So you'll be able to do it anytime. Okay. All right, guys, thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. And especially thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now, stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.